Hello friends, this is Kim Langling, the host of Let Fear Bounce. Today I have with me Kimberly Hambrick of Kimberly Hambrick Consulting, LLC. She is going to talk about busting through your BS. Love that title that someone apparently gave to her in the past, or maybe she gave it to herself. Listen in to find out. Grab your favorite cup of coffee, sit back, listen in, and let's get on with the show. Hello, friends. This is Kim Langling, your host of Let Fear Bounce. Today, I have the honor and pleasure, and I'm very excited to have on my friend Kimberly Hambrick of Kimberly Hambrick Consulting. She is a leadership development and growth coach, a podcast host of Cannoli Coach, also an executive director of the John Maxwell team, and a published author. She is known as the BS Buster, and I love that. She is known as the BS Buster. She works with you to bust through your BS, and that stands for belief systems or those negative thoughts and excuses. She works with a proven system that minimizes risks and moves you forward. Kimberly, thank you so much for being a guest on Let Fear Bounce. Oh, Kim, I am so excited and honored to be on your podcast. And, you know, my published author is in connection with you as well. So really excited to be here and talk with you. Thank you. Thank you. And as she just mentioned, that's that's right. Uh, we <laughs> have we are both co-authors in a book called When Grace Found Me, which was just released about a week and a half ago. That's available on Amazon. So if you folks want to look into it, it is a faith based book. And we all share, there are 20 women from around the globe that share their personal testimonies of when Grace found them. And Kimberly is one of the co-authors. So I also, I appreciate you participating in that project because that was quite a journey for all of the women. It was, it really was. And I thank you for leading the effort. And as I had shared with somebody, they were asking me, I mean, it was really the writing the chapter helped me to heal. And I think that was what was important, that we could get our stories out and then others can learn from them. That that was my my goal. You know, you know how sometimes we, you know, my my podcast is called Let Fear Bounce. And sometimes you you'll come up with an idea or you feel this nudge. And now at least I can recognize it as it's a nudge from God mm-hmm. saying this is what I want you to do. And in my humanness, I'm like, you know, I can't do this. What are you what are you asking me to do? I'm not the one to do this. And starting the the whole process to get that book and 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 the 20 women together to put the book together, it has just been an amazing journey fellowship-wise with women from around the world who didn't otherwise know each other. Mm-hmm. And um to be able to bring it to fruition and actually have a book in our hands is amazing. So Again, thank you very much for being a part of that because I think I didn't care if if just one book sold as long as it landed in the right hands. Yeah. You know, in the in the hands of the person who needed to to read it. And your story is a very powerful one and I just know in my heart that your story is going to really resonate with some folks out there and land on their heart and help them shift. I have no doubt about that. Yeah, thank you. And I I think the same of all the stories. It was very rewarding and moving to me to read all the stories of these amazing women. So 
excited for others to read it as well. So I want to learn more about Kimberly Hambrick Consulting and how you got started with that. Oh, sure. So I went into my own business probably in 2018. And Kim, I would love to tell you that I had a plan and it was um, well thought out <laughs> on, on what I wanted to do. Probably at the in October of 2017, I had joined the John Maxwell team. And I joined first and foremost to improve my own leadership because I had been coming up on almost 30 years in the corporate world and I'd been largely in leadership roles and I, I never got it right all the time. So I wanted to improve on myself. And when I got access to the John Maxwell materials and became part of the team, I saw so much power in them. And at that point, I had a plan in five years to start my own corporate or consulting business. That's what I was going to do. Well, fast forward to January of 2018, and um, there were a couple gut kicks that I was experiencing. One was personal, one was professional, and it just got to the point where I heard myself saying, I resigned from corporate, and so I left without a plan, without a safety net, but I left with um, a strong sense of self-worth that I deserved a better and so then the next day I woke up and thought, what have I done? <laughs> yeah. What am I going to do? And I heard a voice say, you said you wanted to do your own business, start your business. And so that's what I did. And I've never looked back. There is such joy in what I do because throughout my personal and professional career, I have been connected with mentors and coaches when I needed them. And they've empowered me and they've transformed me and I really view it as my part of my God-given rights is to help others forward and so that's what I do I, I have absolute no um, reservations about leaving corporate the way I did and to be perfectly honest I'm very proud of myself for finding my own net and building a company and it's wonderful. That That's an amazing story. I love that. So when you, how did you become, um, and well, let me back up here. <laughs> There's a lot within with what you just said. There's a whole lot in there. Um, I like how you said it first, you know, the next day you woke up and you said, what have I done? <laughs> yeah, I, I use a slightly stronger word, but I'll leave it out. <laughs> <laughs> but then you also said, you never looked back, mm -hmm. but there's a time frame between what have I done and never looked back. So at the beginning of your journey, you know, after that statement of, you know, however you worded it, <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> was there a time frame there where you felt like you were floundering or you, you had fears floating around you and thinking, oh my goodness, can I really do this? Or what direction should Absolutely. I be taking this? Absolutely. I wouldn't, I mean, I don't lie and I'm not going to sit here and tell people. And I tell, I tell people this all the time when they ask me about my, you know, my journey, I always say, first and foremost, don't do what I did, you know, have a plan <laughs> and uh, be prepared. But um, when I got to that point, when I heard myself say I resign, to be perfectly honest with you, Kim, that was the very first time in my life. And I was in my early fifties 
that I realized I mattered and I was worth it. And I stood up for myself and that was uncharted territory for me. And so um, as I started to embrace my newfound freedom or unemployment, <laughs> um, <laughs> I leaned into some mentors that I was connected with. And there were two mentors that really spoke into me and addressed my fear. So one of the mentors, and both of them were connected with the John Maxwell team. One of the mentors, Paul, in a conversation with him, and I had explained to him what had happened. And, and there's a, a deeper backstory about my resignation. And I don't share that all the time um, because, you know, I, I just don't need to. But there was, there was a, um, a nemesis that had, had pushed me to the point to want to resign. And in talking with Paul and explaining the situation, one of the things that Paul said to me that really stuck with me was I had to look at this situation and I had to own the truth that was mine to own and I had to let go of the rest. And, and that was very powerful to me. Um, I never had anybody speak to me like that. And I say, Kim, you know, you and I are connected on social media. So you hear me all the time. I talk about looking in my ugly mirror because that's what it was. I had to look in that ugly mirror of a situation that involved somebody having very strong negative views about me and sharing very strong negative views about me. And I realized that nobody thought that was an issue but me. And so I had to look into that ugly mirror and I had to own the parts that were mine to own. So for example, because I had such negative views about myself, even though I was very successful, it would come across as self-deprecating humor. Um, or if people... Uh, someone could just say to me, do you know what your problem is? And then I would spiral because I thought, oh my gosh, I have a problem. And I didn't have a problem, but somebody told me I had a problem and I didn't believe in myself enough to not know I didn't have a problem. So the truth that I accepted was one, I created an environment for people who did not see my own worth, just like I did to take advantage of me. And because I was so concerned about other people seeing my value, I didn't see in front of me people manipulating me. And that was a very difficult pill to swallow. Um, and the other truth that I owned, had to own was, you know, people are hearing what's being said about me and nobody was standing up to fight for me. Um, and, and it was my, I had to fight for myself, but the fact that nobody was fighting for me made me realize that they don't think what they're hearing is not true. And so I really had to look at my behaviors and I had to make some changes. But one of the things that I did not accept and will not accept, and this is part of the never looking back, I won't accept what somebody said about me, says about me, thinks about me and how they wanted to treat me. I won't accept this person's actions for what they did. I took charge of where I could make changes. 
And one of my one of my mentors says we're perfectly imperfect. I live that out daily. I wasn't always perfect. I took ownership. I made changes and I moved forward. So that was one of the first things that was so freeing for me to move past that um, fear, if you will, of what am I doing? And then the second mentor in talking with him, I, I literally broke down on a phone call with him. And he said something to me. He told me to borrow the belief he has in me until mine matches him. And that one stopped me because this was a person that I had so much respect for. And he had said this to me. And and first of all, I couldn't believe he saw that or thought, believed in me like that. And it was a turning point for me because I realized if somebody like that believes in me, I'm going to grab onto his belief with both hands and I'm going to hold on to it until my belief matches his. And to move this story forward, um, about six months after that phone call with him, I saw him in person. And I remember him coming up to me and he gave me a hug and he said, I see it. And I said, you see what? He said, I see your belief matches mine. And so it was truly, I was floundering, but I was, I, I had the, um, I had enough common sense, if you will, to invest in myself with mentors. And, and I, as a person of faith, I know that, you know, God put these people in my life and not only did I reach out to them, I listened to them and I leaned in and I put the work in on myself. And, and that's how I got to be where I'm at. That, you know, <clears throat> your two mentors that you spoke about, I absolutely love what they shared with you. Um, you said the one, uh, Paul, to mm -hmm. own your truth. I love that. I love that those three words pack so much power. And borrow the belief I have in you until it matches until my, yours, Matt. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's just amazing. And how could you not grab onto that with both hands and just, you know, that was that was just the the nudge that you needed at that time. I, I, I so agree. And like I said, um, and I tell people all the time, you know, you introduce me, I'm a coach, but I have coaches and I have mentors. And I could have listened to what they said and I could have said, oh yeah, okay, where, where's my truth to own? And I could have pointed the finger at everybody but myself. And I, I'm very thankful that I didn't. I had shared that story with somebody one time and they said that, um, you know, it was wrong of me to find fault with myself when somebody did something to me. Well, uh, that person's actions were so extreme. I'm not owning them and I'll never own that person's actions against me, but I will own the part that I added to that story that um, snowballed that person to such extreme actions. I will own that. And, and it's not, you know, uh, I, I don't say that bragging because it was a difficult time in my life, but I've accepted it. 
and I've moved on. And to be perfectly honest, I'm the type of person that if I'm not going to own and accept my actions, I'm never going to grow. Right, right. You know, it's interesting listening to you share your story. Um, much of it parallels my own mm-hmm. <laughs> journey. <laughs> yeah, you and I've had a couple conversations about this. And I think there are many of us because, you know, there's another book that we're going to be authors. In. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, with our stories. And, and I think I don't like to generalize, but this is going to sound like a generalization. I think more times than not, highly successful women, which we both are, and and I'm complimenting you and it sounds like I'm bragging on myself, but we get to those points sometime, that point in our career sometimes, a lot of times without believing in ourselves. And we're just pushing forward to do the next best thing, you know, to be better, to get the next position to whatever. And I was truly looking for outside validation from anybody else instead of realizing that there were two voices I needed to listen to. And again, as a person of faith, the first voice was God. Nothing else should matter. I am a child of God. He fully resourced me. That should be enough for me to walk forward every single day of my life with my head held high and a smile on my face. And I wasn't. And once I realized that, then the second voice that I listen to is myself. And I don't mean it to say that I don't care what other people think of me. I just shared two stories with you of mentors and their views about me. I do care what people think, but in the past, if somebody had said something negative to me with a simple statement, do you know what your problem is? I didn't believe enough in myself to realize that this person is, you know, projecting their issues on me. Right. And, and I own those issues and I'm not going to anymore. So if I walk forward alone, <laughs> listening to those two voices that I told you, I am so much better off than I ever was as somebody who was like a sponge and absorbing everyone's negative views about me. I so agree. I so agree. I often would say, you know, before going in, because I'm no longer in the position that I was in that caused daily stress and negativity as soon Mm -hmm. as you walk in the door. And, you know, I'm in my 50s as well. And I'm I was thinking, you know, the last, probably the last few weeks I was there, my health started to really, really go downhill. And I had to take a a medical leave Mm -hmm. because of it. And during that medical leave, um, I, I left. It was a mutual decision. Let's put it that way. (laughs) And I, cause I, I knew as I was home trying to get myself back on track, you know, physically and mentally and all of this thinking I, that's not an atmosphere I want to put myself back into Mm -hmm. because looking back eight hours a day of nothing but negativity five days a week. No wonder I'm sick. (laughs) Oh my goodness. It, it, it ages us 20 years and the, the health issues. And I, I was talking with somebody once and they said, 
Well, of course, because you're successful in your business and you're making all this money. Well, I never once tell people any dollar amounts I'm making. And that first year was sort of slim, like very slim. But I was the happiest I ever was because I stood up for myself. I believed in myself. I was investing in my own growth. And I was using that to help others. And I'm going to be honest with you, Kim, that if I could do that for free and still take care of myself, I would. Because what's important, it's not the salary that's important. It's not the titles that are important. What is important is knowing each and every day. And it's just like you said, I wake up and I know that I am doing what I'm supposed to do. And I never once felt like that in a corporate position. Right. No, yeah, I, I completely understand what you're saying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now I want to get back to what I was thinking. <clears throat> My thoughts kind of bounce around it on occasion. Um, the, the BS here, I, explain that, how that came about. You're the BS buster. I, I love that. I just love that. The first time I read that and saw that, I just kind of chuckled and went, oh, my goodness, you know what? I might like this lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, thank you. You know, I have said uh, one of the things that I say about myself and somebody said I should stop saying this now that I believe in myself because it's um, it's negative, but it's not. Um, I have said for years and years, I'm an acquired taste. Not everyone's going to like me or want to work with me. And in a way, it's a little nicer than me saying there are some people I just don't want to work with. <laughs> but I mean, I'm, I'm goofy and it's 24-7. I take what I do very, very seriously. And I'm very good at what I do, but I'm not always serious. And so that's kind of where the BS Buster came from. Um, part of what I did after I exited, so, you know, I exit corporate for the first time in my life, I see that I have value, but I didn't even know what to do with that. And so I had to really start thinking into the words that I use to describe myself. And one of the things that I always talk with people, and I learned it from the mentor was to document what follows when you're talking or writing, I am. What follows those two little itty bitty words? And wow, I was amazed and disheartened about how effortlessly I said negative things about myself. And so I knew that that was ingrained. And I always give credit to Napoleon Hill and Think and Grow Rich, which is an amazing book that was written, I think, in 1930 something. And there's a line in the book, and I always say I'm paraphrasing it in case I <laughs> mangle it. Um, but the, the line was fear and faith make bad bedfellows. And it truly was that sentence, me reading it at a point in time where I was open to the actual message of that. And what that communicated to me, Kim, was if my brain is so full of negative thoughts, there's no room for good thoughts. So I worked intentionally on changing my language about myself and that narrative that runs um, in my mind. And, and it is belief system. But as I was thinking into it, I started to realize that I had this negative BS and it's for something else, which I won't say, <laughs> swirl that I lived in. 
And that was very difficult for me to accept because that was something I could change. And, and I'm a firm believer that we all have a choice in life. And so here was something that I could change. I could change how I viewed myself. And so I did, and I'm not special. I, I'm truly not special. If I can make this change, other people can. And that's when it started to resonate with me that there are people from the outside looking in, you would think they're successful and they're happy and they have it all together. But from the inside looking out, you know, it's whatever words you want to put it. They lack um, belief in themselves. They suffer from imposter syndrome. Um, all these things that, you know, they would, they would automatically say about themselves that they didn't realize they were. I, I'm, uh, I'm guilty of doing that with myself. We all are, if we're truthful. Sure. And I, I actually just had a conversation about this last week regarding, you know, and it was pointed out to me, Kim, you, you often go towards the negative before you will sit there and accept a compliment or say something good about yourself. And they were saying, it was actually someone saying, Kim, I, I love your style of writing. You always hit me in the heart. And I have a hard time just saying thank you. I get all, Ugh, you know, thinking, well, no, I could have did that better. And I still, I have to catch myself. So, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm, I'm a work in progress on that, that part of it, that self doubt, I guess. But anyone like you were saying from the outside, looking in, you know, looking at you, I'm, you know, I've been told over and over and I'm sure you have too. Uh, you're such a strong person and you've accomplished this and you've done so much. And, you know, I just love your, 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 uh, confidence and, you know, your, your personality and how you, <clears throat> you can, you know, you bring forth your confidence and you encourage others. And there are times where you're sitting there thinking, oh my goodness, if they only knew. <laughs> you know? no, I, absolutely. I mean, I, I chuckle with you at that because I'm thinking, boy, if they've lived inside my head for one day, <laughs> you know, well, let's, let's give them five minutes. It, it doesn't even have to be a day. Um, but you're right. And so because you, you know, words are important to you and you, your messages and your posts, I mean, you get right to the heart and you're very inspirational. And I absolutely love that about you. Um, when I started to keep track of the negative words, then a mentor challenged me to write a hundred positive I am statements. And I'm telling you, Kim, I could have wrote the next best American novel, 500 pages. <laughs> wow. Before, before I could do 100 positive statements. <laughs> that one was difficult, but I stuck with it. And as I was doing it, something really neat happened. I started to believe it. That's an amazing exercise. It, it really is. And if you notice on all my posts, one of my hashtags is simple yet profound because you don't have to make difficult changes. I mean, just writing down positive things. <laughs> Very simple. It is. You know, and I, I've, uh, I've begun... Um, I had, I had a woman that I talked to a lot and she said, you know, you need, you need to come up with your own self affirmations and make sure you see them every day. And so I have this blank wall that's just in front of where my desk is in my office. 
and I have like, you know, a whiteboard to one side where I write out my schedule of what I need to do for that day, you know, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm really big on sticky notes. I love sticky notes. Oh, you're, you are talking to the sticky note twin <laughs> over here. Yes. <laughs> so I have begun writing, even if it's just one word, a positive thing that I see about myself or has been said to me. And I've just been sticking those up on my wall. And so she said, you know, and I said, well, hey, that's my own little, very interesting and Kim quirky vision board. <laughs> it's my own, my own little vision board there. Doesn't have anything to do with pictures. It's just words because words slam me a lot. Um, those type of words, those self-affirmation words like, you know, you can do this and you are smart. Uh, you're smart enough to do this. You've done this before. Why are you holding yourself back from taking the next step to become even better in it? You know, just things, just certain words that pop in my head and I will pop them up on the wall and maybe a day from now, I won't remember why I put it up there, but then two days from now, it might mean something else, but it's still always going to be positive. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And what I love is as you were talking is so when people ask me what they should do, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what you should do. I'll give you some, I'll ask you some guided questions and help you find it. But sticky notes work for me. They work for you. Other people it would drive them crazy. Right. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you know, so I, so I accept that. And, and I try very carefully not to um, tell people, here's the way to do it. It's just offering them some tools and strategies and helping them find out what works for them. Tools. I love that because I'm always saying it's just something else I learned that I can keep in my toolbox. Exactly. I say that all the time. I, you know, I'm, I'm telling you, we, we have the same name. We, I feel like I've known you forever <laughs> and um, you were meant to cross my path. <laughs> I believe so too. I believe so too. Yeah. Hey, you know, sticky notes and toolboxes can't go wrong with that. I agree. And, and, uh, you know, minions, That's, you got, oh, oh I got, my gosh, that's right, minions. I, I got to put your little minion out there. Um, you know, my, my one son is here and if I could see his face, he would tell you that years ago when I took them to um, Universal Studios in Orlando, uh, there were one of the characters were walking around like a minion. Uh, there, there, may or, there may or may not be any truth in I knocked over small children to get my picture taken. I love the minions. <laughs> I have a ridiculous amount of them in all different sizes, teeny tiny. Oh, I love it. I love It's crazy. it. I did you see the one where I posted? Yeah, we're getting a little off track, but I don't care. We were <laughs> did you see the one where I got that it's actually it's an animated one and my dog Dexter? Oh my gosh, I love that. Yes. <laughs> Oh my it was I was I had it was oh my goodness it was so funny because it <laughs> the minion it farts <laughs> And the dog doesn't know what to do with it. and the dog didn't know what to <laughs> do with it. oh, you know, and here's what, how I look at life, <laughs> whatever entertains me, I'm going to enjoy it. That's right you know and hey I I I, I laugh cuz I'm like hey that minion <laughs> was under 20 bucks I'm I'm a cheap date <laughs> exactly. 
Exactly. I love that. That's so all funny. the entertainment I'm getting from watching my dog in this animated <laughs> minion park on my kitchen floor. You know? Oh, gosh, that's so funny, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. All right. So as we wrap this up, I want to ask you, I always like to throw out random stuff. So one of my questions is, do you drink coffee? You know, I am a one cup a day drinker. I know that shocks people. And a lot of times it's decaf coffee. <laughs> oh my, I can't even understand that, that sentence. <laughs> I, I know, I know. I have, I have a friend who is posting 24 seven. She's always drinking coffee. And I'm like, I don't know if we could be friends anymore. I just drink one cup. She's like, oh. <laughs> I, uh, I have four or five before 9am. I'm like, I would be off the wall. <laughs> well, maybe that's why I am off the wall. <laughs> maybe that's why I like Minion so much. I don't there know. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and then secondly, my second question, um, and apologies if you hear a bunch of clicking, my dog Dexter just came in. <laughs> he went, he heard his name, so it's okay. He did. He did. Um, leave our, what one thing, what one quick tip could you leave our listeners that they could walk away with, take with them today um, on a positive note so they can sit there and they can apply it in some form to themselves so they can walk forward into the day with positivity? Um, you know, one of the things that I always tell people, it's never too late to hit the reset button. So if you're feeling stuck, if as we were talking earlier about just being miserable and health-wise having issues, you don't have to stay there. You have the power to say, I'm going to start again. Love that. Love it. I love the what you said at the beginning there. It's never too late to hit the restart button. Nope, never. I did it in my early 50s. <laughs> and I, I'm, I just got done hitting that restart button uh, three months ago. So yep. mm -hmm. it's going to be an exciting journey. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you, Kimberly, so much for being with me on Let Fear Bounce and looking forward to talking to you again in the future. I'd love to have you back on in a few months if you're open to that. I am most open to it. And I'm really excited that we just booked you to be on my podcast. So we're just going to continue our conversations. That's it. Well, yeah. <laughs> just pod. We'll just hop from pod to pod. <laughs> Thanks again. Thank you.